Hello there, everyone. You are good boys and girls. This is Mike Fallick here, um, coming to you with my ferret steak and my turtles. If you, in fact, welcome back is what I should say. This podcast has taken a break for a while. If you don't know for quality assurance, it's a podcast where we ask questions about history, things you don't think about with pets, things that may go under your radar because, you know what, it's a, it's a pain to take care of them, but it's joy at the same time. But you're not going to go look up history for something. You're not going to go ask a question if it doesn't have to do exactly with your animal because you're busy and they're adorable. And that's the problem is every time you want to educate yourself, you look at your squishy friend and you go, boy, I just want to squish you instead of doing that other thing because history is sometimes boring. But if you hear some knocking today, it's because we're going to talk about the subject of uh, our little history here. Um, I'm on for quality of assurance, I of course have steak, uh, the ferret, and I have my two tur- my two uh, water turtles, radio sliders, uh, Dangerfield, and George. Now George's filter is very problematic. He uh, it's a small filter, but it's very powerful. It uh, works for about a week, really well, and then I pretty much have to change it or it needs a rest. It's really wonky, and it scares me to have electronics uh, that are wonky uh, in a tank with my animal. So. I'm buying a new filter. It's a big expense. It's not a great thing that I have to do. But it made me think, I know the history of aquariums. And if you don't know the history of aquariums, it's it's a pretty fascinating one. The history of aquariums is that uh, they are some of the first pets, um, obviously had by aristocrats, because, you know, if you have clean water, that's a bit of an excess to have more than clean water, and then put a disgusting fish in it. Obviously, early adopted by uh, scientists and things like that, looking to study. But I don't, and I, and the reason I'm being vague is because I don't want to go into that. You can look up if I want to give you terms to Google. There's something called a balance tank. That's a, a good one to, to look up. And uh, any scientists uh, around uh, the 1800s, you'll you'll find biologists specifically. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know if other 1800 scientists also had fish tanks for no reason. Uh, if you're looking for information on fish tanks, you're better off looking for biologists. You may find that a geologist owned a fish tank, but that's, you know, that's I, that's not what I'm telling you to look up. That's a bit coincidental in my mind. So balance tanks are a big one. But m- my curiosity was, was when is the first filter? When is the first, I mean, this, this filter makes my life so easy. I have had pets, uh, smaller fish where I don't, you can't use a filter on it. For example, beta fish, it's pretty recommended that you don't use a filter. It actually requires a fairly specific filter because betas live in ponds. Uh, they're fragile animals um, in terms of how they, they, they need their environment set up, and still water is sort of ideal for them. Um, but where do these filters come from? Who's the first one to have a filter? Um, obviously, you're thinking in the past 100 years. And the thing I want to point out that often gets ignored in these conversations about pets is pets are new. Pets are very new. A lot of people try and when they talk about these things say, oh, the Egyptians had pets. The, you know, we, we've been raising dogs for eons. That may be true. A lot of that is true. But a lot of these pets are new. You know, I made a documentary about hamsters, hamsters of history, which you should go to your library and ask them to carry. Say, do you have Mike Fallick's hamsters of history? And they say No because it just started getting distributed, so very unlikely you'll find it. And then you, you say, well, why don't you go to avcafe.com and get Hamsters of History? So, <laughs> right in the middle of the plug. Um, but I made a documentary, and all of these things are new. 
This is all in the last 200 years, really, that we have this modern idea of pet. So don't ever let people trick you or, or let yourself trick yourself uh, into thinking that this is accepted, that it's new, that it's permanent. That it's permanent is another thing that, that, that people don't consider. Our pet laws are very vague right now and all over the place. You know, so even these turtles, you know, there's a lot of people that I have them here. It's, it, people get these these water turtles, these red ear sliders, also called Chinatown turtles, but I don't really like saying that. But uh, because they're called that because, you know, people will buy them on the street. We are still in an era of chaos with pets. Um, so it doesn't surprise me to know that it was only affordable to actually own an aquarium in the 1970s. I mean, that's... You're talking fish in the last – it's been possible to own fish in the last 30 years. This actually took quite a bit of research, and um, I actually want to do a movie later in the summer about – a sort of mini documentary about some of these uh, uh, smaller fish tanks that people have. Now, I found a couple of really great things. Excuse me if you hear a buzz right now. It happens if I touch my computer while I, I'm uh, while I'm doing uh, – talking into the, into the microphone. Um I'm mostly quoting two articles here. One is on reefkeeping.com, uh, an, an article called The History of the Hobby by um, – hold on. No, don't go anywhere. Don't leave. Okay, by Roger Vitko. And another one called um, in, in the bakwalife.com, A History of an Aquarium. So there's some two great facts on here. One is obviously the initial thing – that uh, uh, keeps people from having uh, fish is temperature. You know, water is uh, not only hard to uh, heat up. We know this. It takes, you know, lots of calories to heat up water, um, boil water. These, these Water is incredibly difficult to change the temperature of. It takes a lot of power. Um, in addition to that, it, it, once it's at that temperature, it's hard to change it in one direction or the other. Um, modern days, if you own an aquarium, you have these regulating uh, – uh, uh, heaters. They, they, they sense the temperature in them. Um, so I do want to recommend a book to everyone that I really like. It's called Pets in America too, which has an overview of, of all of these things. And, and, uh, it gives you, it gives you, if you're interested in this type of stuff, well, obviously if you're interested, you should go get Hamsters of History in your library. Cause it's a documentary that I made about the history of hamsters in America. But, um, Pets in America, which is a book by Catherine C. Greer, has a big overview of a lot of this stuff, and she actually talks about uh, the first uh, heater, which was made in the 1930s, called um, – it's got a great silly name <laughs> – The Chill Breaker by William Tricker, Inc. There's one person yeah, – there's one source here cited as people using Bunsen burners underneath their aquariums to keep them uh, at the right temperature, which, you know, that's problematic. And then there's all these homemade things. People – we're selling homemade versions of these. <laughs> the Chill Breaker by William Tricker, Inc. in the 1930s. That's the first time that you could electrically heat up fish tanks and not put Bunsen burners underneath them. Um, but really, um, I, fa I, I eventually tracked down what I think to be – we have mentions on here of in the 1900s. That makes sense that there, that there start to be filters and people start to use carbon. People know how to filter water at that point. Um, but as far as I can tell, reefkeeping.com has an article about in 1908, KDA was a company um, in Germany that had a water-powered pump. You would run a hose into it, essentially. You know, uh, there was plumbing, and the, the hose would push the water through and send it out through the other side, through 
what looks like an ancient telescope. It's really cool. There's a picture on here. I think I'm going to uh, put it up on, on, on the site if we can find a picture of it that nobody owns. Um, but it was uh, KDA of Germany's uh, water filter. Uh, all the sources are at the bottom, and I believe later this year we are going to do a little film about um, about people with aquariums. So, here's what I'd like from you. A little bit of participation. We're looking for owners of fish tanks. Now, I understand some of you are going to be very passionate and have very lovely fish tanks. Unfortunately, that's not what I want. Do you own a goldfish? Do you own, do you own a, 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 a dinky little tank? Do you own something that's under $100 to buy the whole thing? That's who we're looking for. We're going to make a little movie later this year called, uh, it's got a ridiculous name, uh, Aquariums Under $100. So what I want is to meet people with pets. If you have a fish, if you have a beta fish, I want to to either meet you and, t and, and interview about your, your tank and, and how you take care of it and all those things, or send me a photograph of it. We're looking specifically for people in the New York, New Jersey area to feature and to feature their fish or aquarium or whatever they have. Now, remember, it's important that it's cheap. I'm not going to check your bills. But if I come in your house and there's a beautiful aquarium, I'm not going to be that angry. I'm going to look at your fish and go, ooh, look at the fish. Ooh, that one's swimming. Ooh, that one's angry at that one. But, but if you have... An, an, an aquarium that's cheap. You know, we're looking for people with plastic tanks, people with weird things. If you buy those uh, elaborate setups that they have at the pet stores that are just, you know, plug and play, that's what we want. Uh, uh, we want to make a movie about these lesser tanks because I think this is the majority of fish owners. In, in not, not in my opinion, I don't have stats on it. I'll find out if it's the majority of pet of fish owners. That's what the movie will be about. But I think that you're due for your comeuppance that, all the t all these TV shows and movies are all about people with million dollar tanks, and I don't think that's possible. I think a million dollar tank is a house. Um, so, <laughs> what you put in a million dollar tank? The point is, reach out to us. We also have another story that we can't track down too much. I know this is a lot of responsibility. Do you have your pencil out for this for this podcast? But we really can't track down this story that somebody told me. Apparently in the 90s or late 80s, I really can't tell, um, a large amount of pelicans migrated to the East Coast. I don't know if this is a true story, but people have told it to me apocryphally. I know this is a very East Coast, New York, New Jersey uh, sort of specific podcast here, and I'm very sorry for California people. Um, but it, 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 the apocryphal statement was that there's all these people in New Jersey who started businesses 20 years ago with the word pelican in their business. And the person was telling me that, uh, that these pelicans came and people were so into them. It was this big thing. And so everyone was putting pelicans on things. So if you know about that, um, oh, you can hear the dinging right now. George is very angry at his filter, and he's moving it around, so we're going to have to close soon. But if you know anything about this pelican migration to New Jersey in the 80s, please send us an email to ourherocomic at gmail.com. And if you have a fish tank, send us an email to ourherocomic at gmail.com, especially if you're in the New York and New Jersey area. I'd love to meet you and feature your tank. And the last thing here is that if you are anybody with a pet story, 
let us know. We're looking for weird histories. We're looking for things that are that are strange that people might not think about or know about. And of course, Hamsters of History, which is the reason we started this uh, podcast, is now finally in stores. So go to avcafe.com and get your library to carry Hamsters of History if you don't know the story of hamsters. I mean, I don't want to pitch my movie, but I will because it's my podcast. Do you know where they come from? Do you know why, when they started being pets? After fish? Before fish? Where do you find a wild hamster? You don't even know. So, again, go to your local library and tell them to go to avcafe.com and get Hamsters of History. Send us your fish tanks. Uh, what else do we have to cover? Uh, that's it. I'm going to go take care of George. All right.